Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. <laughs> the control room is trying to get that little vein in my forehead to finally burst by coming in with that 49ers open. I'm Rob Guerrero alongside Gabe Neitzel here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I can't stop thinking about this Trey Lance 49ers situation, Gabe. It is driving me insane how absolutely illogical and ridiculous the 49ers are being. Uh, I mean, they made him the third-string quarterback uh, and then seem to be shocked that nobody seems to be interested in wanting to trade for him. And nobody wants to meet whatever their high asking price is for a top-five pick that they made and now don't want to and refuse to play. I need a little help on this one. I need maybe someone that played in the NFL that can possibly maybe help me see the light of what the 49ers are doing. And let's go there. Let's bring in Chris Canty, of course, host of this fine program on ESPN Radio. Chris, thanks for a couple minutes today. Well, guys, thanks for holding down the fort. And if you're looking for me to try to explain what's going on in San Francisco and why John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan won't make this move to trade Trey Lance, I got nothing for you. I have no answers. It absolutely makes no sense to keep Trey Lance in that quarterback room. Chris, he has started four games for the 49ers. How could they possibly have any idea what he is as a player? They they don't. And, and I think they've turned the page in terms of Brock Purdy being their quarterback. It's his team now, and they've made Sam Donald their clear number two quarterback. So they've sent the message to the entire National Football League that we're moving on from Trey Lance. This isn't a situation where Trey Lance is a part of uh, some type of development plan where they think they're going to be able to get some value or return on investment with him playing in their uniform on the field. This is just keeping him around for the sake of keeping him around until somebody pays you something of significance for him because I think what they're upset about or what they might be frustrated about is the price that they paid in order to get him in the first place. Along with Rob Guerrero, I'm Gabe Knight. So here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, if you were a general manager, Canty, would you be going out there trying to see if you could get a flyer on Trey Lance, get him on your roster, see if maybe you can develop this I think everybody agreed he was a first-round pick. He hasn't worked out in San Francisco, but clearly there's talents there that can be cultivated. Yeah, I mean, he, he does have talent. I mean, he's, he's very athletic. He's got size. He's got a live arm. His only problem is he hadn't been able to play. He hadn't played a lot of competitive football over the last five years, and those are important years in terms of being able to compete in the National Football League. So, like, just think about in college with the COVID-shortened season, he only played in one game there, didn't play a ton of 11-on-11 football in high school. Um, you know, it just, it, he really hasn't played a lot of football in the National Football League. And he got drafted in 2020. So, I mean, 2021. So, guys, this, this is a situation where Trey Lance has got to get on the field. And if you don't have a pathway to that happening over the course of the next two years, it doesn't make sense to keep him, you know, keep him in San Francisco. Like, so if you're a general manager 
that's looking for somebody that can grow into an heir pair, potentially push whatever incumbent starter that you have in the back half of this season and going into 2024, then Trey Lance makes a lot of sense. Like, I was just sitting here thinking about it. There are a couple of teams in the NFC South and, you know, the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That could make some sense there with Trey Lance. If you look at the NFC West, I don't know the appetite the 49ers have to trade him in the division, but the Arizona Cardinals could be a team that they look at. Um, you could also look at uh, the L.A. Rams because we don't know how long Matt Stafford's going to hang around. And the NFC West with the Las Vegas Raiders and with the um, uh, the Denver Broncos. So I just think that there, there, there are some teams where it makes sense, but they're not going to pay the price that San Francisco seemingly is looking for right now. Worst decision by a front office. The 49ers and trading those picks to trade up to get Trey Lance or the Angels for not trading Shohei Otani at the trade deadline this year? Oh, I think it's the Trey Lance move. I mean, Shohei still has value. I mean, according to the reports, he's still going to hit this year. And he's leading the majors in home Yeah, up. but he's not he's sticking around there, right? Up. Like, he's as good as gone. Well, I mean, I, I don't know that he's not going to stay there. I, I don't I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion that he leaves. As a matter of fact, because of the nature of the injury, I think it's – and what it's going to cost to keep a player like Shohei or to, to, to sign a player like Shohei Otani, I can see a world where, you know, excuse me, Angels' ownership gets really comfortable with the idea of it because they have more knowledge about the injury, more knowledge about his baseline in comparison to everybody else. I mean, the Shohei Otani contract is, is going to start at $400 million plus. Uh, and I don't know where it's going to finish, but that's where it's going to start. And so I, I, UCL injury or not. So I, I just I could see a world where the Angels are entertained. Listen, they have an opportunity. He likes it there. He chose them over everybody else when he came over to the States to play in the majors. So I just think they're a team that's very much in this thing. And because of the injury and how complicated it makes the investment for somebody else, I could see a world where the Angels become really, really comfortable with paying them that kind of money. You know that voice. That's the voice of Chris Canty here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I want to switch gears, if I can, to the Colts because they're playing the Eagles tonight. We know that Jonathan Taylor has a clock ticking on him. The deadline is supposedly Tuesday for a trade. Canty, I want you to be an NFL head coach for a second who wants to trade for Jonathan Taylor. What is the what is the pitch that you are making to ownership to say, hey, we need to trade draft picks for this guy and then pay him a big contract? We're going to get multiple years of this guy in his prime. A running back's prime is in the first five years in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor is going into year four. So the guaranteed portion of whatever contract we're going to give him is going to cover his prime, which is the fourth and fifth season in the NFL. And if we're close to winning a championship, if we're one of those teams in the AFC where the margin for error is razor thin, why wouldn't we make that move? Like, it, it, the Miami Dolphins are waiting. The Miami Dolphins say, hey, yeah, we got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Wilde, all these weapons around to it. We could use a guy like Jonathan Taylor. By the way, that team might be able to qualify for the Olympics in a four-by-one relay if you had Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Braxton Berrios. That, that would be the fastest skill position group in the National Football League. Um, but, yeah, if you're, uh, if, if you're Mike McDaniel in Miami, and that's one of the teams that's been reported to be interested, I, I don't know how much you would have to sell ownership. I think what Jonathan, brings to the ta- ta- Jonathan Taylor brings to the table is obvious. This is an all-pro running back a guy that was at 2,200 yards from scrimmage two seasons ago. 
He could be the difference in your team literally running away with the division or not. So I, I just don't think that that's something that you, you, you take lightly. His impact, the way that he dictates front and coverages to opposing defenses, it makes the game easier for everybody involved. It looks like in the NFC, things are pretty wide open after you get past San Francisco, who are obviously going through some things with their quarterback position, and the Philadelphia Eagles. How should Cowboys fans feel about their chances in the NFC heading into the regular season? Um, they should be concerned because your quarterback has not played the way that you would expect him to, given the contract that you've given him. Think about this, guys. One of the most important factors in winning games in the National Football League is taking care of the football. Dak Prescott has had 35 turnovers in 31 games. Now, the reason why it hasn't mattered is because his defense has led the league in takeaways in back-to-back years. The last time a defense was able to do that was the 73-74 Steelers. It doesn't happen very often. So if Dak Prescott continues to trend the way that we've seen him go in the last couple of years with turning the ball over, I have a hard time thinking that that defense can play well enough to overcome all of those mistakes. And on top of that, you're going to add the layer of Mike McCarthy returning to play call of duties because they exiled Kelly Moore or scapegoated him, however you want to look at it. I, I just I don't feel great about where the Dallas Cowboys are at. They have the talent to compete at a high level, but I just don't trust the cooks that are in there trying to put it together. Canty dropping a little knowledge on us, going back to the steps, the 70s Steelers. I love it, Chris. Thank you so much for the time. <laughs> we really appreciate it. All right, thank you for having me on. Have a good one. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero alongside Gabe Neitzel here. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Can I just say before we continue our Cowboys conversation, it feels a little weird to me that I'm hosting Chris Canty's show and he's a guest. I feel like I'm house-sitting and he's on the second floor watching me. Yeah, I mean, that's it's just, you know, standard operating procedure on this show. Either Canty or Carlin, eventually you're going to swing by, just kind of check in, make sure the house is still, you know, intact, right. that we haven't burned it down for them, so that when they do return, you know, they can get comfortable on the couch and make sure nothing's missing. I'm always like, what if he doesn't like what I'm doing? He knows where I am right now, and he's a very large human being. Yeah, and he moves pretty quick still, too. Right, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, all right, let's continue the Dallas Cowboy conversation. When we look at the NFC as a whole, do the Cowboys have the best shot to win the conference outside of Philly and San Francisco? I think it is. I think the Cowboys are the third best team, especially when you take a look at the talent that they have. And cleaning up turnovers is something that Mike McCarthy actually has experience with when it comes to his quarterbacks. When he first took the job for the Green Bay Packers, the the Packers were coming off of a 4-12 and season in which Brett Favre threw 29 interceptions in 2005. <laughs> 29. Seems like a lot, because it is. And he was able to cut down those turnovers for Brett in 2006-2007, and that was something that kind of continued in Brett's career until he eventually retired with the Minnesota Vikings. So it's something that he has experience with in terms of cutting those turnovers down. And I've been working on a project at ESPN Milwaukee where I've been going back and looking at some older Packer games um, and, and talking about them in a podcast series we have. And if the Mike McCarthy, that was the offensive coordinator from the Packers in the late 2000s, early 2010s, ends up being the one showing up as the play caller in Dallas, 
things could get interesting because that was fun. He would switch up his personnel groups. He would have different formations. And at the end of his time in Green Bay, when he was eventually fired unceremoniously in the middle of the season, things were really static. Packers would constantly come out in three wide receiver sets, not really change much of what they were doing, having wide receivers try to win one-on-one battles instead of route concepts, using that to beat defenses. So it depends upon which Mike McCarthy shows up. But when you look around at the rest of the NFC, somebody has to be the third-best team. And I think it has to be the Dallas Cowboys. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. They have a lot of talent offensively and defensively. It has to be that team to me that's the third best squad. I'm sorry. I am not as confident as you are in Mike McCarthy as a play caller. But let's hear from Dak Prescott because he was speaking at the Cowboys Ring of Honor ceremony. And he was talking about Mike McCarthy as a play caller. It's been fun. He's an aggressive play caller. He's very, very smart. You can tell just listening to the play calls during the preseason game is that's when he's in his groove. That's that's what he loves to do. That's who he is at, at his finest. Okay, Dak, but here's the thing. When Mike McCarthy got to Dallas, the first thing he did and ran and told everybody and Jerry Jones and him said, whoa, 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 we're not going to run my system. Don't worry. I'm going to learn Kellen Moore's system, and we're going to run that. They screamed it from the rooftops. So if he's so great as a play caller and he's such a good genius offensively, why didn't they run his system? Jerry Jones. It's it's that simple. Like Jerry decided to keep the offensive coordinator in place, and that was contingent on any head coach that he was going to hire, that that was going to be it. And Mike McCarthy wanted back in the game, wanted back back in, and be on a relevant team in the Dallas Cowboys, so he decided to go along with whatever Jerry Jones's plan was. Because this is, I mean, Jerry's done this for years, where he makes a contingent on the head coach. No, you don't get to hire your own staff. I mean, some of the people, sure, you can hire, but you got to hire, you got to stick with my offensive coordinator in Jason Garrett, in Kellen Moore. This isn't the first time Jerry Jones has run this play of the playbook when he hires a new head coach. I feel like Mike McCarthy is a baked potato as a head coach. If you've got sour cream and bacon and butter and salt and pepper and all that stuff, a potato is awesome. It's delicious. It's one of the best things you can eat. But if you only have the potato, it's terrible. It's dry. It's chalky. Nobody would want to eat it. Mike McCarthy always has Brett Favre or he has Aaron Rodgers around him or now he's coming into Dak Prescott. He's always got the other stuff. I think more often than not, Mike McCarthy has been dragged kicking and screaming to success in the NFL rather than the other way around. I, I, I just think that him calling plays, again, it depends upon which play caller shows up. The one that, it could be tough to, one to find the play caller that was having success with the Green Bay Packers over a decade ago at this point. I'm talking about 2010, 11, 12 Mike McCarthy versus the 17, 18 Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. It could be tough to find that guy once again. And I can't defend his his in game like play clock like that's just look the, the guy's not very good at time management like there's no defending that you can't but I think that he has the opportunity with the weapons that they have in Dallas with Pollard with C D Lamb if they can limit those turnovers with Dak I mean who has outside of Philadelphia and San Francisco who has more talent than Dallas oh in the they're NFC? loaded they're absolutely loaded with talent no question there. And, and that's where I come down with, I think Mike McCarthy is a competent enough coach that if he can figure out the time management thing, give that, give, let somebody else call timeouts. Let somebody else figure that thing out for you. I think that the Cowboys can be a very successful team in 2023. It's not, but, it's not, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's not just the 
timeout situation with McCarthy. I feel like the details, right? Perfect example, the playoff game against the 49ers. The Cowboys didn't have a chance to win that game at the end two years ago because McCarthy and his players didn't know that you have to hand the referee the ball after every play and you can't spot the ball yourself. Like the little details like that. And McCarthy said, oh, no, we practiced it. Well, you practiced it wrong, Mike, (laughs) and it bit you in the butt. Well, I mean, they also had 14 penalties in that game, which doesn't reflect well on him. True. That, that's, that, that's always tough to get around. That, that always gets blamed on the coaching. But okay, So, other than the Cowboys, then, who do you think in the NFC has a chance outside of the Eagles and 49ers that's, to win the, win the conference? That's the rub. That's the tough question to answer. I don't love any of the teams, but if I had to answer, and this pains me as a 49ers fan, I think the Seahawks... And I don't really believe it, but I think they're the next best team no, in the I, NFC. I think you could you could talk me into the Rams before you talk me into the Seahawks. What? If you're talking about a team in the NFC West, you could talk me into Stafford and Cup being healthy enough that that electric combination can lead you into up the playoffs and make a little bit of a noise in what's a pretty weak conference. I think you could talk me into the Rams. I'm, I'm not trusting Geno Smith to win three straight playoff games. You kidding me? I'm not. Look, I'm not arguing for the Seahawks being a great team, but I certainly think they have a better shot than the Rams. I mean, I've seen Calvin Johnson get 1,900 yards in a season, and the Lions didn't come close to winning the conference. Yeah, I guess I've just seen Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams with a so-so Packers roster be the number one seed in the NFC. So I, I can just talk myself into a healthy Stafford and a healthy Cup, which is two giant caveats for that team that you've got enough that you might be able to figure it out. And... I guess I've, count me as one person that doesn't believe Geno Smith is going to be able to put to back, together back-to-back really good seasons. But I mean, it, it's coming from one of those two divisions, right? The, yes. the third-best team has to be coming from the West or the East because the North and South could potentially be the worst two divisions in football. Are you joining me on the let's slow down on the Detroit Lions train? Because I am not A there thousand yet. Percent. Thank you. A thousand percent. They won nine games last year. Like, can we all calm down on the, oh, look at look at the Lions. I feel like people like their head coach because he's funny at the podium. And Dan Campbell is like, you know, he's he's a great, he gives great podium, for lack of a better term. But, like, they're not really that good. The offense was good, but the defense was garbage. And the offense was only really good at home. They actually kind of stunk on the road if you take a look at their home road splits for the Lions. And... I last year's hard knocks. I, I used to not be a Dan Campbell guy. It flipped me on on Campbell. I'm a big fan. Love the different things that he does, and I think he motivates his team and gets the most out of his players. I just don't know how much talent is actually on that roster. And oh, by the way, one of your most talented offensive weapons that you decided was worth taking last year, and he didn't get to play a lot because he was recovering from an ACL, is also sitting out six games. We're just going to ignore the gambling scandal? <laughs> right. Like, this this is not going to have any sort of effect on the Detroit Lions? We're just going to ignore the roots of the NFL gambling, gambling scandal that's kind of bubbling under the surface, and somehow it's not going to have an effect on the Detroit Lions? No, because Dan Campbell's funny at the podium, man. I'm with and, you. Oh, by the way, Jamal Williams scored 17 touchdowns for you last year, and you let him walk. I'm with you. I, I have to see it with the it's the Lions. The Lions here. I remember the Lions going winless. Like, I got to see it before I believe it. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I'm not on that train yet, and we'll see how it turns out in the NFC. Plenty more football conversation coming up in the next two hours. We'll go to the AFC. Do the Cincinnati Bengals deserve to be in the same conversation with the Chiefs? After Gabe has this from FanDuel. 
Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash play. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Touchdown, Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes, best player. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. You know, I try to leave a legacy wherever I go. He's everything we want to be about, so we take a lot of pride in having Joe Burrow as our quarterback. Try to leave a legacy of hard work and dedication. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero alongside Gabe Neitzel. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe, can you maybe help me understand something? I just heard Dan Orlovsky say that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, but Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. What the hell does that mean? I I I have no idea. I, I can't parse that one. That one I can't make it make sense in my own head. Because they both play the same position and I, I don't know if that he's just talking about in terms of playing the position of quarterback within the confines of an offense and Mahomes makes more off 
schedule plays and kind of draws it up in the dirt a little bit more off. I don't know. I'm 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 grasping at straws trying to make <laughs> it make sense in my head. I yeah, that one doesn't make any sense to me. If Mahomes is the best player and he's a quarterback, then no other quarterback can be the best quarterback. That's not how it works. But okay, that's fine. Uh, let's talk about Cincinnati Bengals a little bit because they've had some success against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Now, I know they lost last year, but Joe Burrow 2-0 in the regular season against Patrick Mahomes. And whether it was the whole Burrowhead thing, that was a thing for a hot minute. Do the Bengals deserve to be in the same conversation with the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm going to say no here, just because I think we can pencil the Chiefs in to the AFC Championship game because, well, Patrick Mahomes has known nothing else in his entire NFL career. He has no idea what it's like to not play in the AFC Championship (laughs) game at the end of the season. He's literally done it every year. And I know the Bengals have made it there the last two years, but I feel that the AFC is just way too stacked, and they were able to overcome... Losing back-to-back games at the start of last season to still go, you know, still end up with 12 wins, and and still be in that AFC Championship game, but I just feel that the AFC, especially if Lamar stays healthy with the weapons that they've given him, the Jets making a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Who knows what happens with Denver? Are they actually going to live up to the expectations they had a season ago when they made the trade for Russell Wilson? There are so many good quarterbacks in the AFC that some have to miss out. I would have them just a just like a half click below where the Chiefs are. Would I be shocked if the Bengals ended up in the AFC Championship game? Of course not. But I don't think it's something you can automatically pencil in based on how stacked the rest of the AFC is. I completely agree. And I think what's happening is people are conflating success or relative success against the Chiefs to, well, that must mean that they are going to be in the AFC Championship game because the Chiefs are seen as so good. But that's not necessarily true. Joe Burrow still has a losing record for his career in the division. A losing record. (laughs) And you want to know why? It's because he's 1-4 against the Browns of all teams. That's insane to think about. That's that's wacky. There's no weeks off in the AFC. Every game is going to be tough. And so you can't just pencil them in to the AFC championship game because like, go through the the AFC right now and it's like, Pick the teams that are going to miss the playoffs. And there's going to be some really good teams that don't make the playoffs, and Cincinnati could be one of those. Yeah, and that division, I know there are people who have high hopes for the Cleveland Browns this season, that Deshaun Watson, after having to serve the suspension and essentially not playing football for a year and a half worth of NFL games, that he's going to get his feet underneath him. We talked with Brooke Pryor earlier in the show about how the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that a lot of people want to talk about as being a sleeper and and a team that can make the playoffs in the AFC despite having all these great quarterbacks. And... I am such a Lamar Jackson fan that I believe in the Ravens, and even without Lamar last year, they were able to get in with Tyler Huntley playing quarterback at the end of the season. So that's going to be a really good division. And having to not have your quarterback for the first two games could be the difference between winning the division and finishing second and potentially having you know maybe a one or a two seed and now you're going to have to play every single playoff game on the road as a wild card. It, that, that has the potential to be a very deep division, and not having Joe Burrow potentially for a couple of games at the beginning of the season with a calf injury, that could come back and bite them later. That calf could change the entire landscape of the AFC playoff picture. 
it's unbelievable how one injury like that can have that big of an effect. But it's, I mean, you just laid it out perfectly. Like that is literally what can happen. The entire axis and orbit of the season in the AFC could have been changed because Joe Burrow hurt his calf in camp. And they start with Cleveland and Baltimore. Their first two games out of the gate are divisional opponents. One that even if Joe Burrow plays for some reason, team he struggles <laughs> against. And then a, a, a revamped and new look, presumably healthy team in the Baltimore Ravens. And this isn't to say that I, I still think that the Bengals right now are the second best team. But the margins are just so, so slim that just the littlest trip up, the littlest thing could cost you in the AFC. And the only team, the only thing that I have any confidence in in the AFC is that the Chiefs are going to be in that AFC championship game. That's literally the only thing I'm confident in because the rest of it's just so wide open, which is going to make it such a fun division, such, excuse me, such a fun conference to watch because you know there are going to be games week in and week out this NFL season that are going to end up having huge implications in seeding and where teams are going to be in the postseason. Oh, yeah. We're going to be like, remember that week two game? between the Bills and the Bengals, like whatever it is. it's Yes, every game is going to be maximized. It's almost going to feel like a college football season, or at least the way college oh, football yes. used to feel Absolutely. back in the day. Absolutely. All right, coming up next, we're going to go back to the NFC, at least to start. We're going to play a little respect it or check it here. Does Trey Lance have better upside than Zach Wilson? Oh, man, you guys are being mean to me. That's next on ESPN Radio. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hey, Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Rob Guerrero alongside Gabe Knights. All right, it's time for a little respect it or check it. Let's go to our producer, Shannon. What do you got for us, Shannon? All right, first up, Gabe, I will start with you. And for those who don't know what respect it or check it is, I'm going to give you a statement. you got to tell me if you agree or disagree, if you respect said statement, or if you want to check the statement. Easy enough, okay? Let's okay. do it. All right, Gabe. Trey Lance has a better upside than Zach Wilson. Respect, respect it, it or check it. I 100%. I'm, I'm all in on this. I respect it. And even though I know Aaron Rodgers is out there this week saying that the Jets are going to have 18 years, three of him, 15 of Zach Wilson, of great quarterback play for the Jets, I, I just have to think at this point Trey Lance has that better upside just because we don't know. We've seen Zach Wilson go out there and just not be able to get it done for what most people think is a pretty talented Jets team that they had to go out and get Aaron Rodgers. I I just don't know what's going on in San Francisco. They've never really given him that opportunity. They've never given him that chance. And this is a kid that needs to play. Canty pointed it out earlier when he joined us. He just needs to play. He hasn't done a ton of that. And for whatever reason, San Francisco just doesn't want to play him. 
I completely respect this. This is insane. I mean, what are we even talking about here? Trey Lance has played four starts in the NFL. Four starts, okay? In his in his life, not in the NFL, not in college, in his life, Trey Lance has just over 600 pass attempts. There were five quarterbacks last season in the NFL that had more than 600 pass attempts. That's how little of Trey Lance we've gotten to see. Absolutely respect that he has more upside than Zach Wilson. All right, stats. Jordan Love will shine the most out of the four NFC North starting quarterbacks this season. Respect it or check it? Check it. I got to see it, man. I I don't care that you look good in the preseason. Uh, That's not it for me, okay? I've seen Sam Darnold look good in the preseason, and I've seen him play in games. And I know that there's a big difference between those two quarterbacks. I'm not saying he can't. It's a rebuttable presumption, okay? I'm saying I got to see it before I believe it, so I check that. I check it as well, and that's because I think the Packers have to grow so much as a team. This is going to be one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. Four players over the age of 30. They have they had a tight end in Tyler Davis, who I think only has eight NFL career catches. That was their most experienced tight end. <laughs> He's out for the year. Oh, no. <laughs> their most experienced pass catchers were both drafted last year. I think Jordan Love is going to put it together and be a solid starter for the Green Bay Packers. I just don't think that we see him be the best quarterback in the division this year. This is going to be a growing year for the Green Bay Packers. All right, Gabe. The Jets have the biggest boom or bust potential in the NFL this season. Respect respect it it. or check it. I respect it. I I think that the Jets do have a lot of potential. If they get the Aaron Rodgers that's motivated and a little bit spiteful the way he was in 2020-2021 when he's winning an NFL MVP, and it seems like he has that, that he's trying to go out there and prove people wrong, that the Jets have a lot of upside potential. But also, this thing just seems so volatile because it's the Jets, right? Like, this is believing in the Jets, a team that has not won or gone to the playoffs in over a decade that that NF, excuse me that AFC East is just so loaded. I could see this team playing in an NFC Championship game. I can see this team on the outside looking in late in the season, trying to fight their way into the playoffs. They certainly have the most boomer bust in the NFL. I totally respect this one. First of all, it's the Jets. If we we're talking bust potential and the Jet, yes, the history of the Jets organization is bust potential. That's what Jet fans know. Oh, the pain, right? As a certain radio host in New York used to say. So I absolutely buy this. Aaron Rodgers could take them to the Super Bowl. He does have that ability. So in terms of ceiling and floor, there is no team with a bigger gap in the NFL than the New York Jets. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Rob Guerrero alongside Gabe Neitzel. Playing a little respect it or check it. Shannon, what do you got for us? All right, Rob. Marvin Harrison Jr. will be the most impactful player in college football this season. Respect it or check it? I respect it. I hope so, man. I, so I'm obsessed with former players that used to play in the NFL that now have sons in college football. Like I just love keeping tabs on this. Go watch some of Marvin Harrison Jr.'s highlights. It is absolutely incredible. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as his dad was, but oh my goodness. Talk about game-changing plays. Absolutely, I respect it. Uh, I check this. So Marvin Harrison Jr., electric player, fantastic player. Uh, I believe there are 12 quarterbacks ahead of him in the Heisman odds sheet. (laughs) Like it, it, it's a quarterback-driven sport, man, it, and it, quarterbacks are always going to have more impact, even if you're as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. You have the reigning uh, Heisman Trophy winner and Caleb Williams. You have Drake May. Those guys, and more like them, are going to be the most impactful players in college football this season. 
All right, Gabe, the Los Angeles Angels chances to retain Shohei Itani improved with his latest UCL UCL tear. Respect it or check it. I check it, but mostly that's because I think Shohei Otani has an opportunity to get away from the Angels and he needs to take it. And I think he realizes he needs to take it. He has been there for this long. They can't get to the playoffs. Mike Trout has been there his entire career, and they've gone to the playoffs once in Trout's career. This is not a franchise that has it together. You are one of the best players in Major League Baseball history. You're going to command the biggest contract in Major League Baseball history. You need to go to a serious franchise because the Angels have two Hall of Famers First ballot, no doubt Hall of Famers. And look, Otani's probably going to win the MVP this year again. You've got a three-time MVP in in Mike Trout. You're going to have a two-time MVP in Shohei Otani. And you have one playoff appearance to show for all that. you got to move on if you're Shohei. I respect this, but I agree. I think he their chances might go up, but he still doesn't want to be there. So that's where I go down on that. All right, finally here, Rob. Jonathan Taylor, the running back currently for the Indianapolis Colts, greater than actor Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Respect it or check it? Check it. Hard check it. You will not disrespect Randy Taylor on this program. Check that immediately. Preach. Preach. Yes. Absolutely. JTT. Like, you kidding me? You know how many girls I knew in middle school that had JTT posters on their wall? Like, he, he transcended everybody. Like, so many people watch, like, he grew up in acting in a time where sitcoms in the 90s were at their peak. Jonathan Taylor's great, but he's a running back in the NFL. He's not the heartthrob of teenagers <laughs> everywhere. Here's all you need to know Home Improvement went up against Seinfeld head to head, and Home Improvement crushed Seinfeld. We're talking about one of the greatest shows ever, and it crushed him in the ratings. So, yeah. Way to go, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. All right, coming up next, more on the 49ers quarterback situation because they continue to want to drive me crazy here. Plus, Gabe's going to give you his top five scariest offenses in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 